The following is another dynamic message by Ryan Jacobs, prophet, teacher and leader of the Empowered Church. Lord, let a spiritual elevator be released to assure our rising in this hour. And the people of God said, you may be seated, amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Master Jesus. The Lord, he is worthy. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying to you. You know, seeing we are in the broadcast, you know, I'm trying just to say something for them because our purpose here is just to climb a little bit. It is important that we understand that movement in God is movement. I want us to turn to the Epistle of Philippians. Philippians chapter number. Chapter number. <sighs> chapter number, chapter number three. Maybe that's a good place to start. Mm. I want to start with verse number 13. Ah, the brethren I count not myself says to have apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things we have to behind is reaching forth unto those things which are before so I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And um, if any thing you be otherwise, God shall reveal this unto you. Nevertheless, we, we, to, we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule. Uh, let us mind the same thing. Now I want to read verse number 16 in the Amplified. I say, Only let us hold true to that what we have already attained and walk and order our lives by that. There is a movement. The scripture says, when God appeared unto Abraham in Genesis, he said to him, let me find that scripture. Genesis, 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 Genesis. 
in Genesis chapter number 17, and the first verse, verse number 1. It says to Abraham, and when Abram was 90 years old, 99 years old, in other words, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Now understand when he called Abraham, he says, come out from my father's house and from my kindred. And to a land that I will show you. Therefore, the scripture said they sojourned in a, in, in a foreign land. They sojourned in a the land. They understood. Abraham understood what journey meant. And so the only time they settled, really settled, is when they were in Egypt under Joseph. Right? In the land of Dodd, in the land of Goshen. But they were nomads that journeyed. And where they went, it says in Psalm 105, that he rebuilt even kings saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Talking of the journey of Abraham. But Abraham was called on a walk with God. Therefore, when God kept on appearing to him, like what we read now, when Lot departed, says, walk the length and the breadth. When he appears to him again in Genesis 17, he says, walk thou before me. Why? Because the man was not walking, he walked. He said, now that you walk the breath of the land, the death of the, the land that I will give you, now walk before me now. It is important to understand that term. He moved him out in Genesis 12 because he dwelt among his kindred. He says, now you will journey. The Bible says he, he, he journeyed looking for a city which was not made by human hands or whose who, uh, bold of a maker is, is God. But he began to journey out. But not only did he journey out, he began to walk. And then God said to him, now, now, now that you're walking, let me give you a direction now. Walk the breadth, the length of, and of the land. He gave him the directions of the earth. He says now, look up and look that, look that, look that way and walk upon, upon the earth. But then he came to a point where he was walking. Now God said to him, now walk thou before me. Now the term walk before me, it is a similar term what Elijah has. It's the Lord God before whom I stand. When he told him to walk now before me, he was now getting ready to manifest unto him the heavenly promise. Until that time, it was all about the land. It was about the dust of the earth. 
Then came Genesis 17. And God says to him, oh, now walk before me. Walk before me is the same term again. It means to walk before God. Before his face. Heaven is his throne. You are saying to Abraham, let your walk now be for my face. And be thou perfect, be blameless. You are saying to him, is now you, you've walked the dust. You've walked the earth. Whatever is earthly, you've walked there. But now I want you to walk before me. To walk before is to walk before the open heavens, to walk in the heavenlies. It will be after that that God began to, that the heavenly would come down in Genesis 18. That the Marah, the Obstasia, heaven materializing on earth, became Abraham's portion. Until that time, he was seeing in the vision, in the spirit. But this time, when he began to walk in the heavenly, the heavenly began to come down and manifest in chapter 18. We have to know that you, when God calls us in your walk, he called you on a journey. You must understand the purpose of redemption. In Revelation 5, we see a picture of a lamb, of a throne, and a scroll in the hand. We see among all men, nobody worthy. We see before the throne, in the midst of the throne, a lamb as though he was slain. Slain from before the day of the says, he the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb. He has slain, and he has overcome, and he alone is worthy. But where was that vision before the throne? You understand? Heaven is his. As I was in the spirit, John said, Revelation 1 says. Before that, the Revelation 4, he says, I saw a door open in heaven. And the voice says, Come up hither. And the right there before the throne was given to him the revelation of redemption. He is worthy. He has redeemed unto himself from every kingdom of nation, tongue, peoples everywhere. Redeem them by his blood. He redeemed them unto God. To be what? To be kings and priests unto God. For wherever shall they reign, they shall reign on thee. So when he called Abraham out of the kindred, he says, I have redeemed out of every kindred, tongue and nation, and family of the earth, I have redeemed to myself a kingdom of priests 
kings and priests. I'm, I'm in Revelation 5. I'm not turning there, right? I'm just trying to say to you, to, to, to connect to you publicly, to say to you, I'm not talking nonsense, right? So, other words, the same way that Abram was, was redeemed out of his kindred, his family, the same way in Revelation 5 says, you and I, we were redeemed out of the kindred. Why? Because we are blessed with believing Abraham. Because we are Christ. Christ is the seed. We are blessed with believing Abraham. So our journey is like believing Abraham. That's why in Hebrews chapter number 6, we are told to imitate those who through faith and patience in the heaven of the promises. But, it was what, but what was he talking? He was talking, talking to the author God, saw by himself because he felt no greater, and he, and he, he was talking about Abraham. We are always talked uh, when we talk when God talks about the faith, He reminds us of Abraham, Romans chapter number four, Galatians. So understanding that, so we just like Abraham was in Genesis twelve was redeemed out of, come out of. So you were redeemed out of. Why? That you may journey away from there. From the moment you got born again, God expected you to be on a journey away from your kindred. We've been dealing with this in Ephesians 4.17. Let us no longer walk in the vanity of our, like other Gentiles. So, so other words, God removed Abraham from his family and kindred. So that he, so he can remove Abram out of their mentality. Why? Because they were idol worshippers. Do you understand? And because they were idol worshippers, he took them. So he was the living God appearing, the God of the heavens appearing unto him. So he had to remove them there. He physically removed the man to mentally and spiritually remove the man. Emotionally remove the man and to connect him. That's why he cast a vision, a prophecy before him to which he must fast his attention, fasten his attention to so he can move away. You were likewise redeemed so we no longer walk in the vanity of reasoning. Because they are all alienated from God, the forefathers of Abraham. Yeah? So the same way, when God, I'm, I mean, in Philippians 3, 13, you understand? In the same way now, you must journey with the Lord like Abraham did. Yeah? And the way you must is forget what is behind you like Abraham did his. It says even of Egypt, if they remembered, they would have gone there, but they need to go back. And so God called him out never to look back again. Therefore, he was not buried with his forefathers. He was buried in the land of promise. That's what he procured already. It's a plot. Everything was procured. There, it was there. Do you understand? So he left with a never to go back. God had to redeem him. 
many times in our journey, in work, we have been redeemed. We have been called out, separated, sanctified. We became the ecclesia. But we have not yet been separated, really. Because we still walk in the vanity of reasoning. Just like uh, Abraham's forefathers, idol worshippers. We have to know when we are in a journey, on a journey, and we have to get those things that are behind us. And press towards the mark, the prize of the mark of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's an upward, it's an upward, it's not downward, it is upward. It's going to the high places. It has a target, it has a mark. It has a beacon, it has a high point. It has a flag on top of the hill. In Mount Zion. The heavenly Jerusalem. And it's important to understand because we want to move with the voice of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the wind blow away. Listen, you know where it is coming from and where it is? So it's coming and going. It's coming from the wind and it's going to. So spirit, the way I like the wind, John 3, 8, come of and go of. But that come of and go of in circle, no, no. It's coming from somewhere to go somewhere. Now the reason why no man knows where it's coming from, because it's not speaking about where it's come from. It's not reminiscing that. Yes. Yeah. So if it came from 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 there yes jay for me so yeah yeah but if you go to a certain place that i have been there you, you if you speak like that they'll grab you and throw you out right so you learn to speak english thank you man you see so even you find even in a work even in a way my colleagues come from when they're in their place here with the english they speak of English. <laughs> but the moment they come up, you'll never know. Right? No one knows where they're coming from. And no one knows where they're going. The wind, the spiritual beings. And so understand that the spirit, the wind is always moving specifically. You know why? Because the directions are clear, even in the compass. It's not fuzzy. North is north, north is in south. That's what I said. As far as the east is from the west. But you know where are they move. You know where North Pole is and south. Yeah. Yeah. So the wind speaks of the spirit. So, yeah. So it is moving in a certain direction. So, no spiritual Christian can be directionless. Because they have the wind. They like the wind. But to the flesh, it's like the, you don't know what the wind is doing. You don't know where it's coming from, where it's really going. Yeah. When the wind blows here, another wind may be blowing somewhere else. The wind in Cape Town may not be the wind in PE or East London. But where did the wind disappear to when the Cretan wind go to? 
with the one man win win the other. Why does the other one not? Yeah. That's for another day. But spiritually, we must understand that we are in a, on a journey in a direction to spirits. Just like Abraham, we are moving somewhere. It's the upward goal. We are moving into the heaven. Therefore, Hebrews 3 verse 1 says, O you holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of your confession. It will later say, this G, the pass through the heavens. They clearly saw him ascend into heaven. They recorded the book of Acts there. Mm. And so this is journey. That's why it says, going into all the... It's directional. And so your walk of God, from the moment you are born again, is that you are born again, and you're called out, redeemed out like Abraham, to journey. Therefore, he says, I forget what is behind. That means there were things behind. And I press towards, I'm moving heaven forward movement. But he says, but not only forward, but I come to reach for the price of the upward course. It's not like forward like that. It's forward like that. Do you understand? It's a journey. So many times in the prophetic, which is the spirit, all right, the Holy Spirit is the prophetic. Ah, you know that, right? Therefore, when the angel spoke, he says, I am the, the one, your brethren, the prophets. You know, in case you misunderstood it, because he said, they have a spirit of prophecy. Then in case, because now people taught a lot, of, they took that thing and taught a lot of other doctrines. But then and later he would speak in the last day. He would say, no, don't worship me. We, we, we looked, at, looked at the other day. He said, I am, I am my fellow servant, angel says, with you and your brothers, the prophets. And to them are the keeper, keeper of his book, the saints of his book. So other words, who, who is the ones without the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy? Are the, are the prophets and the one who keep the saints of the prophets? Yes. Do, do, do you understand? Yes, you will, you will understand the next year sometime. Yes. But understand is movement. And to move with God, to understand the voice of the prophecy, you have to, if you do not have an understanding of movement and direction and journey, you will not understand any prophecy, personal prophecy that comes to your life or the movement of God in nations and in time. Do you understand? Therefore, there was the former days. Jesus said it was not so in the beginning. So there was a beginning. Yeah. And, uh, and in the last days. And then there shall be the end. And then there shall be eternity. That comes after the end, yeah? Now why you're saying you're coming from somewhere? You're going towards the end. When you pick up a book... You're not reading a never-ending book. Any book you buy is not never-ending. Therefore, at least even, even if the book is long, they have, they have volumes. Yeah? But there's a beginning and the ending of the book. Yeah. Even in the Bible, there's a beginning and the ending. 
So you're on a journey, a start in the perfection. The good work is begun is able to, if able to complete, to perfect. So you're on a journey, and so in life you have to be able to see this journey. Appreciate this journey, that you are on a journey. Do you understand? That you are moving, so that when a prophetic word comes to you, or a vision comes to you, a dream comes to you, a voice of the Lord comes to you, you must be able to locate where you are in the journey, and where it is coming from. The word. And for what manner of time in the journey, this is a point in the journey, this is intended. Yeah. If you have no sense of direction and movement, you will be lost in this life as a Christian. Actually, lost in life in general. So, journey is important. That's what Paul speaks about. But what happened to Abraham? Abraham left many. Some Christians are still in the leading part. They must still move away from the mentality of the, where they were redeemed from the kingdom, the town, the families, the nations, and so forth. Others have already moved out and they're beginning to see and discover destiny, purpose, the length, the depth, the breadth, the breadth, the height. And others are moving to the place where now fulfillment of the prophecy is now necessary. And that is why he took him to a place and says, now walk thou before me. Where is fulfillment? It's in the heavens. What? Before the throne, the land before the throne. Revelation 5, right? So there is a movement then to, to walk before God. So when he said walk before me, he was saying walk, walk in the eternal. Walk in the eternal now. Walk where heaven manifests. It was not long after that that heaven manifested to him. God in the flesh. Yeah. That's what happened to you when you got born again, right? When you met the eternal Melchizedek, right? And you were given the bread and the, and the wine, yeah? The body and the blood, yeah? And you ate into him, huh? Yes. But now God wants to come and meet again. Like he did Abraham. To manifest the destiny. To bring the promise. To bring the one called laughter. Ask that the joy may be full. May receive that the joy may be. In his presence, fullness of. Pleasures forevermore. Righteous peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, there comes a place in your journey now. Now we were at Purpose and Destiny Conference. We said we must see beyond now. And for most part of it, we, 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 we doubt with the fact that you must see the depth, the breadth, the length of what God has given you. You must discover destiny. But to, to see destiny beginning to be fulfilled, you must walk before him. And that's what he was saying to Abraham here. Walk thou before me. He was saying, now you walk earth. Now I want you to walk in the heavenly now. I want you to walk in the eternal realm. 
The moment if, 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 you say, if you say, lift your hands to the Lord, I don't see you do that. You lift, right? Why? Because automatically you, you have a sense that God is above. So when he said, walk before me, he knew he was walk there somewhere to the way. To walk in the heavenlies. Yeah? God wants to take our, our comprehension of life with him. Because prophetic is direction. There's a clear coming from a certain point, moving to another point. That is life of the Christian. The prophetic is Christianity. There is no Christianity besides the prophetic. If it's outside of the prophetic, it ain't Christian. It ain't the church of Jesus Christ. Hey, he says, I will build, he prophesied. My church and the gates of house number, he prophesied it. Then how did, how did he birth the church? By Joel. Prophecy. This is that. Spoken by the prophet. In the last days. Why? The same spirit of the prophets. And what shall be in their shop? And that is how the church was birthed. It was birthed in the prophetic. Do you understand that? Birthed in the prophetic. It is, exists only in there. Therefore, when, when, when any congregation, any people, any generation lose the prophetic, they lose God. They lose the Christianity. Yeah? So, just so you can understand, when we talk about the prophetic, we talk about Christianity. Yeah? In the Vasaya, the Lord, in the leading as the sons of God, is the prophetic. If you're not prophetic, you ain't born again. Because if you're not spirit-led, you'll not be spirit-fed. Yes. And you, you know, yeah. Yeah. So if you're spirit-led, You'll be spirit-led and spirit-fed. You understand? It's the only satisfaction you'll ever have. Amen? Amen. It's important. Where was I? So journeying, movement in Christianity is directional. Therefore, you got born again, and you came to Jesus at one point somewhere. You're moving somewhere in the spirit. But you have to come now to a place. You want to see heaven materialize in your life. You have to become and dwell before him. You must come into the heavenlies. Therefore, John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard a voice. We must become spiritual. We must be, we, this is a journey. We are moving. The earth is also moving. 
Favor God had to tell us. Like in the day, Jesus said, in the days of Noah, so shall it be. When we deal with kairos, chronos, uh, purpose, destiny, direction. To have our notion of time, the earth is rotating and moving in a certain direction. Yeah. The church is directional. The, the true church is confrontational. Do you understand? It comes into conflict because it's directional. Is that a hamster on a wheel? Because it can be contained as long as it is used as movement. But it's directional, therefore it's confrontational. That's what the case of house number against. Ecclesia has a movement, not a building. It's a fleet to take territory. Yes. Carrying revolutionary ideas. Let me give you one. That Jesus has manifested you on the earth. That now for you, to principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere, the eternal beings, the beings of the being before time, that you've got for you, may will teach them wisdom. When the Yofu, when Adam was formed, they were there. When the heavens were formed, clapping hands. They were clapping hands, they were there. But now God says, I'm going to put you on the earth. You know, there. And I put my church there. And through you, the Sophia of God. The multifaceted, dynamic wisdom in his, in the, in his infinite variety and attributes will be made manifest to princes and powers in the heavenly sphere. Hey. So that's why we keep on talking, seeing, hearing, possessing, moving, directional, time. Kronos, karos. So there's a journey. You must locate yourself in that journey. One day we'll deal with it. As a professor, greater activities, a spur of remembrance, Barosh. The eternal to manifest is your Roshavas. Nothing from the eternal realm can manifest here unless it's part of the. It becomes a member, yeah, members. Everything on the earth has its members. Atom, sub-atoms, they are members of one body. Let me say this. When somebody passes, what happens to them, the body, it is dismembered. Now you think of members of uh, things cutting. No, no. The members 
is when it begins to decompose. It's being dismembered. Therefore, if you don't see it, see that body. Remember it. You will forget it. Remember, they took the mummies. They, they remember them. By trying to be them, they dismember them. Do you understand? <laughs> Therefore, every encounter, we read one, you, we read it one. In order to capture the eternal, they made it a member. They made a member for them. They could build an altar there. As a, a landmark. I cannot explain this. This is what we took out of the, you know, you know, the year of your life was a beer that I took out. So we took out those things. Because I could you really see we are losing them. We took this out because it's, you see, people, yeah. So it, it is, so there has to be a member. So it has to have a membranes, mem member. To connect spirit here. So everywhere they had encounters, they put up the, the holy men of God, put up altars. Is a more cool, is that? Ah, anyway. Ah, no, 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 I'm not happy. I'm not happy with that. <laughs> you always find, you find in the Jewish history, that they were having physical, they were, they were put physically on the earth as a member of the atoms on the earth. They used the atoms to talk and resonate with what happened in the spirit. And then they were put a marker in the chronos to ping to the kairos, to locate its power, its blessing, its grace, to build an eternal highway. Does it make sense, right? Amen. Do you understand? Okay? Yes. So therefore you are the members of Christ. Therefore you, you, you said, for the earth never to forget of Christ. And the devil never to forget the impact. He puts Christ in here. Members together of one body. We are members of Christ in particular. The body is his body. You understand? But where are we moving towards? We're moving towards the manifestation of the glory through that body. Yeah? Okay. In the journey. We're in the journey now, right? So Abraham came to the place where he says, walk up before me and be thou a blameless before me. 
Now, that is what Paul is talking about. He says, to the degree that you've already attained. So we are in the journey of attainment. Peter understood it, right? He, he explained. He says, God, according to his divine power, has given us to us all things we need for life and godliness. But then he began to tell us, he says, add to one, add to the other, to add to the other, add, 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 add. Do you understand? Ah, le brahuja dans le house. Ah, le mech andouza basis. So you grow in grace. Hmm? For our knowledge of. Peter says. So anyway. So now we are on the journey. And now we must come to where Abraham came to. In your journey. So walk about before me. And so this is a journey of attainment. Of spiritual insight and revelation. That he remembers. Now. I'll skip right to the end. Because of time. He says. Bold in I'm in Philippians. Philippians chapter number chapter number three we were, right? Philippians three. Let me use the electronic version. In in Philippians chapter number three. Mm. Mm. So he talks about this journey, chapter verse number twelve, apprehension. He he counted, he started his journey, he says, I counted all things lost. You know, in, in chapter 3, and when he comes to verse 13, we read that verse number 16. But I want us to skip. Uh, l- let me read verse number 7. Let us skip. He said, Brethren, be followers together of me. Philippians 3 17. And mark them which walk of so as, as you have asked for an example. For many walkers of, of whom I told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose end is destruction. Whose God is their belly. And whose glory is in their shame. Who minds earthly things. And so it is important that understand that he's again talking about the walk. He's talking of spiritual movement. Therefore, he's talking about walking. He talks about the progressing, to make one's way. It also means in the Hebrew to, regular, to, 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 to regulate one's life, to pass the light in a certain way. So it's making a way, walking into the future, deeper into life. And it says these other ones, they walk, and they walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. They walk as, as opposite to what they were redeemed by. Because they were redeemed by the blood of the cross, isn't it? So we were brought near by the blood of the cross, Christ. We were enemies, strangers, but now brought near. So they are no longer being pulled near, brought into, they are walking like they. So they said, they mind earthly things. They mind where they came from. They're enemies. He says, I'm, I'm doing it weeping. Because they are walking. You see them look like walking, but they are operating. Only feeding them now. Uh, who was like that? Uh, Esau. An idolater. Yeah? He missed his hour. You understand scripture. So, so he missed his hour. Hebrews talked about it. That even with weeping with tears, he sought for, for, for repentance. There was found none. 
That's why he says, I even now talk about them weeping. They're coming to the point where they can no longer be, be rectified. They can no longer be restored. They've gone in the ways of devil. So a wave has seemed right on the man at the end of the world. They are now at the end. Therefore, John says, I say pray for them. But there's a sin unto death. I don't say pray for them. Even John said, there are people, great beloved John, after he told us how God loved, he even loved not his brother, blah, 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 he ended up saying, there's certain people you don't pray for because they're sin, they're sin unto death. They are too far gone. So understanding this is important. But he said that, that there is a certain walk, and certain people walk in a different way. They progress. They're on a journey, but they have now not, they've forgotten to what they have attained. They've left it behind. Now they are enemies, they are opponents of the cross. Why? What does the Bible say? Paul says, says I, I glory in saying nothing except the cross of Jesus Christ. I don't want to crucify the world and the world unto me. He says, I save to know nothing. I, I want to know nothing among you except the cross of Jesus Christ. Because that is our point of entry, our point of redemption. But I was walk outside. I've met them in life. I met them in the church. They are walking differently. They are walking, they look just like you. They look like them, but they are not walking. They are walking as enemies of Christ. They mind earthly things. But what, why, it was, that was the problem. The enemy of Christ, mind earthly things. How do we call our mind it is? So, but then he says what the thing is, this is what the point of everything I spoke until now. Verse number 20. It says, for our conversation is in heaven. I will conversation is citizenship. From whence we also look for the Savior and our Lord and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our conversation is in heaven. What was he talking about? He's talking about this walk. He said, our walk should not be there. Our walk should be in the heavens because our conversation is in the heavens. Our citizenship is here, is there. So we should walk there. Even if the earth is here, the body is here. Yes, the body must have a, but there may be violence here. But, uh, but we must walk in the heavenly. Walk before me and be valuable. We must walk our conversation. God wants us in this hour, in our year of mobility, in our moving higher, not only anymore. We, no, we, 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 we must accelerate faster. Do you understand? That's what we're being. It says, yes, we, we forget those things. In Purpose and Destiny Conference, we wanted to say, you know, uh, you, you, we must move into Purpose and Destiny. We must see beyond. That was the thing. But in order to see beyond, uh, to see beyond, if you wanted to walk beyond, you must see beyond. You understand? You must see the heavens. That's why the, it was, it was, the, the picture there it was depicted on the flyer. Uh, you know, it says, see beyond. Uh, like Abraham, look up. Uh, look, and if you can number the stars in the heavens, uh, you can number what I'm about to do, Abraham. Look up. Walk well before me. Walk in the heavens. But we said now, nah, but before, but to, to walk in purpose and destiny, we said you must come out from among. Ephesians four seventeen, 
But out, why did you not come out from among so that you can walk the death and the breath of the land so that you can discover your purpose and destiny? But you'll never discover your purpose and destiny if you're still stuck in the past. With all his baggage there, with all his disappointments there, with all his grieving and loss there, with all his darkness there, all his confusion, with all his questions there, with all his problems, you can never discover the future, let alone the eternal realm, the realm of the heavens. Therefore, said, we have come unto Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. That means we left somewhere. We couldn't have come if we have not left. That's why he has conveyed us out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And there it speaks about our redemption that is in his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Yeah? So, to get into purpose and death, discovering the length, the length and the breadth of what God is giving you, understanding your prophetic promise and destiny, you must have come out. But now that you begin to understand, you cannot, this, you cannot capture your destiny by walking in it. Do you understand? You can't discover your destiny and purpose by minding it. Yes. You cannot. Because your purpose, your destiny is fruit. You must mind the root. From whence it cometh. So you must water it at its root. Not at its fruit. It's an upside down, upside down. Mr. Edwards is upside down kingdom, right? Yes. I agree with Mr. Edwards. So think about it, that, that tree with the fruit upside down. With all these roots, tentacles going up straight into heaven. With its fruit hanging down, dropping on the earth. That is how you see destiny. And so you never fulfill purpose and destiny by mining purpose and destiny. You discover it. And after discovery, You trace its roots. Do you understand? Yeah? And it's rooted in the heavens. Therefore, Paul the Apostle said to King Agrippa and Festus, he explains, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. He says, I was not. He didn't say, I was, I was not. This, no, he said, what he was mining is the heavenly vision. Where its root came from, the heavens. The rest of the world kept on appearing to him. This is the same Paul writing now. Let you. Yeah. Therefore. It, in Colossians, it says, meditate, let your affections be there in the heavens. Where Christ is seated above. Colossians chapter number three, two and three there. Not on earth, no. In the heavens. 
And so purpose and destiny is you, after you discover it, you don't mind it. You mind him. You mind in the heavenly way it comes from. You trace it to its roots in the heavens before the throne. Why? Because you were blessed with it in the heavenly places in Christ. This is a delivery destination. This is the way the, the, the material, everything, the, the rights, everything over, it's in the heavens. It's like people trying, if they try to sanction China. Imagine that. Yeah. You sanction Russia, uh, wheat, nickel, gas. You sanction China, everybody's naked. Everywhere around the world. If nothing comes, because everything they've outsourced to China. The earth ends. Humanity ends. Yeah. Made in China. So when you have a customer, when you are at the envy and outsource all your production and you threaten to punish. China, you're punishing, you're eating its fruit, you will punish the root. You cut off the fruit. So you, you, you're punishing yourself, you're threatening yourself. Do you understand? Because they have a source. A source for masks, a source for a lot of things. Made in. Made in, even materials, even the clothes, even if it's made somewhere else, the fabric was made in China. So whatever China says, because you can, you can go to somewhere else for other stuff, but if you want everything, even your phone will say it's made in China, assembled in China. I think Apple says design in California, assembled in China. You, see, you understand? iPhone ceased to exist. The market is no more new releases. Why? Because it's sourced in China. It was assembled there. China has become Earth. All the others that are out the spirit. Tangibility is in China. You know that? The rest is intangible. The rest is intellectual. It's just they dream somewhere and they work out the dream in China. Do you know that? Hey, that's by the way. Let's not talk about that. You have to understand you have fulfilled your destiny. Your conversation is in heaven. Your roots, your citizenship. Your origins, your belonging is in the heavens. Like Abraham, we must now walk before him. You, you have to be think, begin to think heavenly. Heavenly in your thinking. You've come unto Mount Zion, you must think Mount Zion. You see, what we are doing is, is intentionally shifting. Movement, mobility must be in the spirit.
even the, the thing that will change the, the in Kronos here and change it from whence from whence we look we expect him from from there from the upper to come Jesus do you understand look unto him the author and finisher where is he sat down at the right hand of God in heaven in your life you must become heavenly conscious you can never fulfill your destiny given by heaven by being earthly conscious that is what happened to many destinies and purposes and, and a lot of the doctrine of purpose and destiny and achievement and success they became earthly minded and that God became their daddy and began to walk at the enemies of, 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 of the cross of Christ the enemies of sacrifice the enemies of having the flesh crucified the desires crucified it became a, a life of self-fulfillment of self-achievement that's why the motivational speakers came in because of the same spirit. Minding earthly things. Because the men taught these things based upon an earthly mentality. But none of the writers of the New Testament ever wrote like that. They all, the apostles reminded us of the heavenly. In your life, to see fulfillment. To heaven materializing on the earth in your life. You have to mind the heavenly like Abraham walked before. And then there comes a manifestation of God. That provokes the fulfillment of destiny. Because you dwell with the heavenly. Do you understand? In Genesis, I'll end with this. Because our time is out according to the clock. And Jacob went on his way. And the angels of God uh, met him. Do you understand? Let me, let, let, let me take you back a little bit. In Genesis 31, verse number 3. I'll read verse number one. And he heard the words of Laban, son, saying, Jacob have taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's, of what our fathers have, he gotten all this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, he was not toward him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, and return unto the land of thy fathers, to thy kindred, and out of it. Can you see that, sister, that I told you last night? 
here you find that Laban was not the same. But what did uh, Jacob do? He only, God, he, God came and told him what to do. Do you understand? And in this case, he said to him, he said to him, return, yeah, unto the land of thy fathers, unto thy kindred, and I will be with thee. I will guide you with my eye. I will teach and instruct you in the way that you should go. Yeah, he shifted his vantage point. He said, now, now you must move now. You must be in the, in the place of mobility. You must go on your way now. Following the leading of the Lord. Chapter 32, verse number 1. Now, now you know where, where, where he's going. He says, and he went on his way. Who met him? The angels of God met him. Where on the way? It's like, it's like the rudder of the tongue. The tongue is the rudder. The rudder of a ship. The rudder is useless inside the dock. The rudder is useless when the ship is anchored. The rudder only becomes. Therefore, prophecy is for movement. The sayeth of the prophecy is for movement. So prophecies are useless for people that are stationary. That is cause frustration. But I have discovered this Tenzai in the prophetic ministry, prophetic ministry, in people. Prophecies benefit them in motion. Therefore, prophetic words to leaders of ministries, leaders of business is always, it changes lives. It, 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 it does something immediately. Why? Because they are moving. And they need direction, they need movement, they need momentum, they need the energy. They need so, but for stationary people, prophecies is worth nothing. It is for movement. The tongue was given to you to move you, to steer you. So here he went on his way. And the angels of God met him. He was on the way of God. And they met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of that place. Mahanan. And then he came there. And he says that night, they appeared. He says, that night, as he was there, verse number 24, and Jacob was left alone, and they wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. It would turn out to be an angel of God. You must understand this in life. Not only must you have a conversation with me, why must you have a conversation in heaven with mine in heaven? So that something from heaven may come and wrestle with you. 
Therefore, you have all these meetings. We have all these meetings, all these ministrations, all these things. Why? Because there must be a moment where the heavenly materializes in your life. And that impact of the heavenly must change your physicality on earth, must manifest your destiny. Therefore, I tell my testimony. I tell stories. And what you make, it is not for entertainment value, no. But it is to tell you that heaven, there must be an encounter. One form or the other. In your life, from Karos to Karos. So that there can be a manifestation of the prophetic, of the destiny, of the a delivery of your future of the heavenly unseen realm in your physical realm. My prophetic, the way I prophesy now, I will not, I will not be prophesying in this dimension. I'll be at a higher dimension manifesting very soon. The way the power flows, the power will, will grow and flow at another place out of the world. You see why? Because there must be a time if your conversation is in the heavenly, from the from heaven will flow the life, and there will be an encounter like Abraham had in Genesis 18, like Jacob had in Genesis 32. That it, you you will be you will be encountered the heavenly, and your life will be changed. We must come out of uh, those of us still in our forefathers, still in our natural environment, still have not have, still walking in the vanity of our reasoning, in our mentalities. It, maybe it is this, uh, maybe it is that. Uh, my mama told me that. My papa told me that. We grew up like that. You, you, you have not even, you have not even discovered your destiny yet. Somebody may have come and give you information, but you have not. In it yet, your feet have not touched the length and the breadth and the depth of your potential yet. You have not entered what God is, you have not entered into your heart yet what God has called you to be and who you should be. My concern many times when, when you know, when, when you know, that's why prophets enjoy moving. And not being at the place. Because being at one place is torment for a prophet. Because For nobody wants to keep on seeing a future that does not manifest. I hope the first. There is not any creatures on, on, in the body of Christ as hopeful as prophets. Future filled as prophets. What is hope at the future? A future where God manifests. And so the, 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 there is no other creatures in, 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 in beings in the body of Christ. Like prophets, they are hopeful. They are future filled. But whenever that future it is not manifest, they are delivered and introduced in the now to people. But the spirit of the prophet lives in the future. Hey. Therefore, a prophet will deal with you 
based upon the revelation of you, which is always futuristic. So, other words, it is tormenting when the prophet thinks this, this you that he is talking to is the you that he has seen in the future. So, every day he wakes up. When he meets you, he hopes he is meeting the you of the future. But his spirit gets sick when he meets the you of your past. Therefore, in the prophetic movement, they get to deal a lot with generational spirits, generational curses, and generational this, and forefather this, and this devil, and that devil. You know why? It's because they were looking for you in the future. I saw you in the future. They tried to look into now, and they saw you stuck in the past. And so they're even there now. They have Alemon Guja. They've started to look back to come and help you, and the prophetic lost its light. And therefore, they don't know how to navigate anymore. And because you fixated, you bring the prophetic also to where you are, looking back, darkness back into the abyss, but not into the light of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. And so the spirit of prophets are tormented when they're in one place. Because it, every time the hope is deferred, what the hope, the future you, is not now, it is maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe next year. But then when they look, you actually stuck still back 10 years ago. And they know now, it will take, it will take you 10 years to get here, and you should have been in the future by now. So you're 20 years behind. Do you understand? And so you must now begin to wake up and come to the point now that you, when you're stuck in the past somewhere there, you must catch up now. And catch up to able to come to a revelation of who God has made you to be. And that is the introduction of prophecy. But don't think that the prophet lives in the realm of prophecy. No. Prophets live in the realm of the heavenly. The eternal now. To us here, to human beings, it is the future. Most people uh, will breathe out their last breath here and enter eternity. And uh, <gasps> yet that eternity was available to them while they were alive here. But they never caught the prophetic spirit. So, then we must move beyond now to where we are. Now moving into the heavenly. Your conversation in the heavens. You are now found in the heavens. And now, why are we doing this now? For that heaven to encounter you and change you. wrestle and overcome to handle the heavenly now. Therefore, in times past, 
A prophet cannot add a, add a church without grace. Because the prophets will just shoot the whole place down the car. Why? Because we're frustrated. They say, I see you there. Why did... Um, <laughs> did we take a whoop and... <clears throat> Why? Because... Hey. But God gives grace. Yes. What is the grace? Smile and wave, boys. The power of pretense. You know, yeah. You know that. That's what Jesus immediately is going. Only apocalypses, only a discernment, only a spiritual perception caught the two disciples of Emmaus and said, Come, don't go. They remembered the, the way of the, the law of the wayfarer, the law of, of being a hospital, hospitable to a stranger. You know where it comes from in the New Testament? These two were entertaining Jesus himself. Ah, but Jesus pretended. So that's smile and wave, Jesus. Smile and wave, goodbye. See you. Smile and wave. If they smile and wave back, no revelation. Huh. Yes. So understand, God in now wants you out of the past, them in the past, to mind your future. And when you mind your future, yeah, what they do when I, I was in, when in business, to understand some things, we brainstorm. So what we mean is that we, we begin to take out and we begin to uh, do a mind map. We map out and tell it what is the potential. Okay. So when you mind your destiny, you begin to come to a discovered trajectory where it's going. Yeah? And then you understand it's upward. When you follow it all the way, where it's going, you follow it, follow it, and you discover it's in the heaven. <laughs> Do you understand? And then you mind the heaven there. Because you know that is the sense of direction there. And when you engage like that, when you ping, like Cornelius did, he came up as a memorial. Something from that alarm comes to you. And your life and family change forever. Do you understand? So we are now Interject, we are movement. So that is, this is like a purpose and destiny here, this one, yeah. But remember, all of us are not where we ought to be. So come out from among them, be here separate, and I shall be, touch the unclean thing, and I shall be, save you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, 
Now, the beloved singing in heaven's promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all forms of Christmas, but the pretty holiness in the fear of God. Yeah? Do you understand that? Yeah? Now, there's a come out. Means you were there. It's moving. And I will receive you. Why? Because you're coming unto me. I'm just trying to say there's movement everywhere. No Christianity without movement. Out upward and movement. So now you mind, but now you must call, lift up your eyes now. Walk into the heavens and come walk before God like Elijah did. And the heaven opens. Fire, fire comes. Ascending and descending. That's why Jesus said, you marvel at the word of knowledge. Let me tell you. You saw his angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. What do I say? He says, you will see me. Where is that? They were the man of Jacob, their father. A letter. He says, I am. I am the house of God. I am the gate of heaven. Open doors. Amen. Open heavens. Amen. Walking in the heavenly. Kings and priests. Royalty. Unto the most high God. Reigning on the earth. Where your feet may be here, but the rest of your throne, your seat is Christ in the heavenly place. You rule and reign in life because of the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. But now there's an encounter, these meetings. It is to, but somehow, by any chance, somehow, you may encounter that angel that wrestled with Jacob. The God that appeared to Abraham there when he sat in the, in the door of his tent there. The God that encountered the sword of Tarzan the road to Damascus. The angel that encountered Cornelius or Zacharias. What encountered those Jews at the, at the, on the day of Pentecost, a certain Pentecost day? Since times refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Acts 319. Now that you mind the heavenly now, you hook, you will draw God's attention. Said so through now, now you that life manifest in your life. Physical. I'm talking about literal encounter where your where your soul has been impressed, just like when you know what you got. Again, you know that you know that you know that you're a child of God, the spirit being witness with your spirit. There's an encounter in this hour in the month of the ancient, an ancient encounter, an encounter with the ancient of days. It must come to your life. Just the other night on Wednesday, did you feel that wind come into the place? You were screaming, falling, rolling, weeping. You could not leave here for hours. I am talking about encounter. But why does that encounter come? It comes through this thing to change and manifest you and manifest it. It must not be, it is not for you to say tomorrow, but it, it is not when the moment that encounter comes. That encounter Jacob was became Israel. It was over now. No more a struggle for relevancy. No more servitude. He wrestled with God. He had power of God. He became the prince of God. The head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. This is your hour. 
This is the clarion call to your spirit tonight. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to change the way you see and know Jesus, leaving your life empowered, envisioned and enriched. For more messages by Prophet Ryan Jacobs or for more information about the Empowered Church go to www.empoweredchurch.com or view our YouTube channel, Empowered Church TV. Feel free to come join our life-changing services.